Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, mother lovers, to a brand new episode of Last Call at McLaren's, the best damn How I Met Your Mother and Father podcast on the internet. I am your host, Josh. How you doing, John? I'm doing good. I like that you added father into there now. Yeah, you know. The best like mother and father, because, you know, that's what we're here. We are here for the father today, John. It's, uh, it, it is definitely a family sitcom. It's a family. Ooh, ooh, dare I take a stab and say we're the best damn yellow umbrella podcast there is yet? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, folks, we are here for How I Met Your Father, season one, episode nine, the penultimate episode to this first season. Oh, and what a Jay fucking Street. penultimate episode that it was! Right? It was wild. Did this I say that right? Titled... Penultimate, yes, yes. Penultimate, okay. And this one is titled Jay Street, uh, named after the very My song, street. the very song that Meredith has written uh, that we learned about in the last episode. I like that it seems like these last three episodes are like just one big episode. It did seem like you that. know what it's, I mean? Because it's all like to be continued, to be continued. It's like it's 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 following a big arc in the back part of the episode. And I like yeah, that. I think that's it's actually only really been cool. a, like matter of days. Yeah, like the the breakup was literally like the day before. Yeah, yeah. So I I like that. I'm really uh, excited to. I, li- I like that story Shit, structure. So it's cool. Yeah, a lot. Well, you do. You are very. You are very different from like when you watch a show. You do. You like structure, and I'm like, how much craziness can they fit into an episode at one time and make it make sense? <laughs> That's true. And when they can do all of that together, yeah. Hells yeah, then I got about a half pack of Rollies in my pocket. Damn right. Uh, all right, so this episode uh, aired March 8th of 2022, directed by Pamela Fryman. What, and I, what? Think, I think we can see that in the structure of this episode. We were talking yeah. before uh, we started that this episode felt probably one of the most like an actual how I met oh, yeah. just because of the way they're bouncing back and forth like real fast between storylines and uh that's something that we saw a lot and it oh, you know, under Pamela Fryman's no, directorial not uh, only did we see it a lot this one just overall radiated 
like it it definitely wasn't a copy and paste, but there was definitely moments where I was like, I felt like I was watching How I Met Your Mother again. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the the whole episode screamed uh that episode with uh Barney and Robin where they're they're both supposed to break up with their respective Ooh, couple. See, you know what I mean? Different you went to a different place. You saw that one, and you know how Charlie's trying to get the gang to watch soccer? Yeah, oh, I yeah, thought yeah. the episode where Robin was trying to get the gang to watch her on the news, and like yeah. Marshall and Barney have like the the um, the night shirt pajamas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so okay. see, we both went to totally different episodes, but it's relatable. Mm-hmm. And that's oh, yeah, the thing. Absolutely. This one had so much of that, like how I met your mother. Love just needed into it. Yeah. That. I mean, it was a 22-minute episode, and I, I blinked, and I was it was over. I almost yeah. watched it again. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I'm glad I've watched it multiple times. <laughs> uh, so this episode is written by uh, Ama Kwao, who is a staff writer on the show, and, yeah, and Allie Tybalt, who apparently worked as an assistant to Isaac Aptaker and Elizabeth Berger, who uh, created this show. Uh, and they so uh, she worked with them as an assistant on their show Love Victor. So you know, bringing in people they know. I'm like, okay, I didn't see any writing credits in her IMDb at all. So this seems like this might be her first crack at it. But uh, you know, she teamed up. She was teamed up with one of the staff writers, and I think they did a damn good job here. I mean, they did a great job. Yeah, oh, it's undeniable. Like, like we said, a lot of complicated stuff happening. You know, the, the story weaves through a lot it's not just like I mean, okay here's this story here's this story here's this story these stories are weaving in and out of one another. oh yeah and they so, weave yeah. in and out of each other there's moments where like this part of the story is being told and then it like meets here and then that continues here but then it goes back to here it's like jesus yeah. fuck people yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on, but uh, they did a great job. Uh, so the summary for this one, a parental wrench is thrown into Sophie's plan for the day. That's an understatement. Jesse, Jesse deals with the aftermath of a truth bomb, and Charlie tries to get the gang excited about soccer. It definitely, uh, definitely, you know... Not diving into a lot of what's happening in this episode. No, but at the same time, though, it gives you just enough to be like, okay, that's what's happening. Okay. Yeah, not not spoiling any of the big, big moments. All right. Speaking of big moments, John, (sighs) the episode starts off with something we've been hoping for the entire season. Actual How I Met Your Mother characters. Coming in to the episode with the captain and boats, 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 Miss Becky herself. It was Becky. Although she has really definitely grown up since her time on How I Met Your Mother because I didn't recognize her at first. Oh, wow. Okay. No, I was like, I was like, who the fuck is this crazy woman screaming at the captain like that? (laughs) And then I realized who it was and I was like, oh my God, it's Becky. Yeah. Because her and the captain's still together. I mean, that's awesome, though. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> but you know he's cheating in their bed, and we don't know what this is gonna, like, how this ties in. Future Sophie says that it, it will be important. Yeah, to the story. it's important to a story at some point. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck story? <laughs> we have no, like, we don't get any answers in this episode. I don't know if we'll get some sort of answer in the fi- in the finale. 
but <laughs> they just got they just sunk in a hook into me, and I'm just like, okay, I need to know. I well, got that's no to quote I, Barney. <laughs> we were we've been guessing since day one what characters were going to be on here and like how they were going to relate them into the story. The captain was not on my list of people. Not even close. So, like, I'm going to quote Marshall here. Not even on the bracket. That is a Cinderella story. (laughs) Yes. Oh, man, a total Cinderella story. And that's how the episode starts. It does. People, (laughs) we have the captain, and we have boats, boats, boats. Becky, take it away, Josh. Yeah, I mean, that got me hyped, and uh, so then we just, we dive right into this episode, and the, the, the beginning of the episode is kind of bouncing between uh, like Sophie and Vale at, the, at the, their apartment, and Jess and Sid uh, at their apartment, kind of telling their sides of the same story. Yes. Uh, Sophie has finally gotten her tooth fixed, uh, okay. which the dentists in this show, like, I've never broke a tooth, but like... I've had lots of dental work and I've never been just like totally good right after a dental procedure. I'm just like, I, she's over here eating Twizzlers on that thing. <laughs> and it's like, Hey man. Okay. Uh, maybe I'm missing something, but uh, I, <laughs> I've never experienced uh, uh work that has is sealed up that well right away. Fair enough. Just, just saying. Uh, she dropped off her photo to uh, Naomi officially. And as she's talking to Vale, Vale figures out that her and Jesse kiss. She's just like, she can tell. She can tell. She has like this, this damn power to just Where's tell. the poop, Robin? <laughs> Where's the poop? That's right, man. That, that's, that's totally right. And Sophie feels bad because, uh, you know, she's technically still with Drew. Um, they didn't technically break up. They just, they were in a fight. From the night Which before, I called that. I it's said true. that they weren't broken up. Yeah, and uh, I, I mean, I, we all knew it. We it was leading there because she. It wasn't like Jesse kissed her, and she was like, "Oh no, <laughs> they kissed each other." They like, kissed, dude. It was mutual. Oh yeah, it was a hundred percent mutual. And uh, and and Vale even asks that you know d- you know does Jesse feel the same way? And, uh, and she says yes. And apparently Sophie has this like habit of kissing people with her eyes open. Yeah. She's like checking out the kiss. Like that's weird. <laughs> yeah. If I, if, if I was kissing a girl and I happened to like open my eyes real quick and saw that she was like staring back at me. I don't know, man. Uh, I think that would probably be the end of that kiss. Just saying. Dude, that would probably be the end of a lot of things. Uh, yeah, it's true. But what, what are your thoughts on Valentina? Then responding with that, that she is essentially made out with an American girl doll. Listen, first off, <laughs> we've all made out with an inanimate object. Let's just move on. Oh, I just thought that was hilarious. Tell me see. you've never practiced kissing on something that wasn't alive. I mean, I'm Unless not. Unless you were one of those weirdos making out with dogs or cats. I am going to plead the fifth on the whole <laughs> thing. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Uh, Taught so, myself but, cuddlingus on a lemon. I will. I will go as far to say that. Well, folks, you heard it here first. Breaking news: cuddlingus on a lemon. Uh, yeah, don't try that at home. Uh, so we we also get Jesse and Sid's side of the story. He's telling uh, Jesse's telling Sid 
about it, and and he's super excited. Sid is super excited. He apparently has been shipping them since the beginning. A uh, lot of stuff going on here. Uh, Sophie has said that she has decided to break up with Drew. Um, her and Jesse have made dinner plans, which ties back into the episode later on uh, toward the end. We also find out that Charlie has uh, made these plans for the gang to watch soccer with him. Uh, and he's calling it Friends Soccer Day. He made shirts and everything. And he's even calling it soccer, though, and not yeah. football or football. Yeah, yeah no, he's, he's, he's using the American term of s- soccer, as he says yeah. in his, his best American accent there. <laughs> you know, when he says it, too, it always kind of reminds me of, um, oh, God, I'm going to not remember this guy's name. Do you remember the guy who played Sean Luke on Step by Step? Bronson. Oh, oh uh, Bronson Pinchot. That guy. So when I first got introduced to him as an actor, it was on Step by Step, and it was oh. him playing Jean-Luc. Okay. I didn't know he was an American actor. So, you know, he's doing his thing, and every once in a while he would do that thing where he'd be like, oh, howdy, how you doing? And he'd yeah. start. And I was like, wow, that's a really great American accent. <laughs> so when Charlie does it, I was like, oh, wow, that's a great American accent. And then I realized... He's fucking American. Is he? I'm pretty sure. Oh, I, I, I have no idea. I've never... Uh, I don't think I've seen I'm him. I'm pretty sure he's American. Hmm. I mean, I'd have he could to, be. I'd have, he, I'd have he to check be. that out. I'd have to check that out. I honestly don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it was it was definitely funny for me. Bon, Bronson Pinchot, I think the first thing I ever saw him on was Perfect Strangers. You remember, do you, you ever oh, see that God, show? Oh, God, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, it was a long, long time ago. He played Belky. Yep. Yeah, that, I think that was the first thing I ever saw him on before uh, Step by Step. Because, like, one Step by Step hit, I was like, yo, that's the dude from Perfect Strangers. <laughs> well, I just, I remember the first time I, it's like when you watch Medea for the first time and you see Tyler Perry as Medea do the guy voice, not Medea. It's yeah. fuck, it, it screws with you the first time and then it just kind of grows on you. And it's hilarious. I mean, I've only seen one Medea movie. Wasn't, wasn't a big fan, but that's just me. Yeah. I not, think my it's funny. not my no, kind of jam. Literally, be like, "Oh my god!" And then I'll be like, "Don't fuck with me, boy." And like, <laughs> and maybe it's maybe it's because I, I watched one that, from what I've heard, isn't the, one of the best, and it was the second Halloween one. Oh yeah, like, no, definitely. Boo two you, or whatever. Watch one. I mean, like for people like us anyway, because they're very religious movies as well as being like. You know, primarily directed towards a specific um, demographic. Demographic. Thank you. Um, they're very, very heavy on like family and religion, and they really push the Jesus factor on it. Yeah. But then, like Tyler Perry, like layers in his comedy and stuff, and it, it really balances out to where like the Jesus stuff is like it's there, but you don't really think about it as much. Yeah. But if you're gonna watch one, watch. Um, I think it's Medea's big happy family it's probably one of the better ones that i've seen okay maybe i'll give it a try give it a you know. protection because that one has eugene levy i mean i do love eugene levy man you do you know. and him sure. and tyler perry working together is fucking hilarious i mean he he is great in uh in schitt's creek so uh i highly recommend that show if, if you haven't watched it so give that give it back a, to how okay, anyway. father though Back to how I met your father. Uh, Sid, Jesse makes Sid promise that uh, he won't tell anybody about the kiss, and they do this 
thumb promise thing, thumb which I thought promise, was hilarious. Because thumbs Be- are stronger than pinkies. That's right, sir. <laughs> I was like, and I was like, that is the greatest fucking thing ever. <laughs> I was like, we should totally start doing that, <laughs> dude. I thought the same. Fine, we're on thumb yes. promises from now on. No more of this pinky oh, shit. That's right, because thumbs are stronger than pinkies. Uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> Jesse's all happy about the kiss and everything. You know, he's he's flying high. Dude, he's on five nine. And Sid has to do what he has to do, and he has to tell him about Meredith. Um, he rips the Band-Aid off. He does. He rips the Band-Aid off. And then right away, Jesse listens to the song, uh, and it's about how she regrets ending things, which I was not expecting that. Uh, I wasn't sure what I was expecting, to be totally honest, from from her song. I didn't wasn't sure where this was going to go. Uh, but, yeah, she she regrets and uh, and we'll dive into a lot of that because we get a lot of stuff with her in this episode. So I have a question for you. Okay. So when TV shows do moments like <laughs> this, where like in show a character writes a song, okay, they they debut the song, and usually you don't get a whole song usually like with like Robin Sparkles, like that's a oh, rare yeah, occasion. Yeah. Usually you get what we got for J Street. It's it's a segment <laughs> of it. Yeah. So here's my question to you: What is a better song? J Street or Loser Boy? <coughs> oh man, because Loser Boy is good. Loser good. Boy <laughs> is a classic. Oh man, I think I would I would listen to Loser Boy before I would listen to J Street. But I think that J Street might be like technically speaking the better song. That's fair. You I know what I mean? Does that make that, sense? Yeah, yeah. It's well. It's also got a. I mean, she's got a record label. It's true. Of some sort. I mean, obviously, she's getting produced somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, "Yeah, she's." She said she got uh, a deal with a major record label. So. Yeah, Loser yeah. Boy was just kind of like rough put yeah. together and then put on the radio. <laughs> Loser Boy. Oh man, that's good stuff. I just I had thought about that from when I was watching the show because I was like. You know, like, we get the full version of um, Let's Go to the Mall, Sandcastles in the Sand, P.S. I Love You. Yeah. And you get a decent semi-length version of the Beaver song Oh yeah. when that comes around. But I'm like, it's not very often that a show releases a full version of music. Usually, like I said, you get what you get with J Street, and it's like a a 35, 40-second clip. And yeah. you're supposed to be believe that that is the whole song that they're playing on the radio. Now, I wouldn't be shocked if there is a full version of it. There might be. I would not be shocked of that. Um, I wouldn't mind hearing it just to, to kind of hear all the line, lyrics and line, you know, and see. Fair enough. What I could kind of glean out of it for you know the show, but. Uh, <laughs> but well, yeah, I, I think it's funny shocked. that everybody's like J Street. What? This isn't about Jesse. Oh, J Street. I'm like, that's like the running gag for the song. And I'm like, yeah. do you not get it that his name is Jesse and it starts with a J? Yeah, I, I literally, at, at listening to it, I'm like, this is about Jesse. Yeah. I mean, we knew it was about Jesse. Yeah. But like, I'm like, Dick, J Street is obviously Jesse. Obviously. Like, know? there's no question about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, he starts to kind of spiral a bit, 
and he goes over to uh, to where Meredith is staying. And at the same time, we see uh, Sophie showing up at Drew's place. Uh, then uh, a little bit of stuff at the bar. Charlie's still trying to get everybody to pay attention to uh, the game, not working. Uh, and then Vale finally comes in, and her and Sid spill the beans. Spill about, the beans! About the kiss. And a whole lot of stuff kind of goes on from there. Uh, so for the rest of this episode, I have kind of broken it down into five different sections. Damn, bro. Yeah, because there's a lot of stuff going on. We've got the obviously we've got the Sophie and Drew stuff. We've got the Jesse and Meredith stuff. We've got Charlie and Vale, Sid and Hannah, and then the little bit of just Ellen. Yeah, poor Ellen. Ellen's storyline in this very, very, very small. So I, I mean, we've we, got, we should just we'll knock that, that, real that quick. out. Yeah, we'll knock that out real quick. So she comes in. Uh, she has this bag of clothes. She she has uh, she wants to do like a, a quote unquote like fashion show because she has an interview with which with Goliath. Uh, you, I was gonna say, did you catch this Goliath, Goliath Market Goliath Market corporate office? Which means that Goliath has branched out from just doing banks and is now doing other stuff. Hell yeah, they are. Yeah, so I was like, oh shit, they pulled Goliath into this. I mean, it was only a matter of time. Yeah. I, I thought that was a great little reference there because it was just throwaway. They didn't, yeah. you know what I mean? If you missed it, then you missed it. And, yeah. But we caught it, and I was like, I, like I had to rewind it to make sure I heard it right. I was like, did I hear that right? And sure as shit, man, Goliath Market, uh, which Goliath I, I hope Max we start Nova. seeing some Goliath stuff. Hell like, yeah. I, ju- I just want to see like a, a Goliath, like a GNB ATM just there as some as they're walking by or whatever, or like yeah. they're getting some money out of it, maybe you know, but they don't make a big deal of it. It's just there. That's what I want. Stuff like or, that. I mean, they could change it from GMB to GNM, uh, Goliath National Market. Maybe. Um, I mean, I feel Goliath, like it, though. I feel like there's gonna be like the bank. There's gonna be this market. There's probably gonna be other things Hell that they yeah. that they kind of branched out into. And yeah. I I just want to see that Goliath name pop up here and there. Hell yeah. And that's you know, what I'm saying. Like, I'm like, man, it better just start kind of have them be like there. on the subway. And there's just like a, like a, like an ad for Goliath something on the, on the subway. Hell yeah. You know, just stuff like that. You know, where it's just kind of in the background. And if you catch it, then, Hey, I want to awesome. see if, if we're going to do a subway scene, I had thought about this. If they do a subway scene, I want to see a scene where somebody walks by like one of those old, where the posters used to hang and I want it ripped where like you can't really make much of it, but you can clearly see the bottom and it just says Metro news one. Oh, that would be cool. Like you don't have to have Robin and um, you can have like, you could, it could have been like a, like a picture of her. But, like yeah. All you see is like part of her arm, part of her arm. You know what it I mean? Says Metro news one at the bottom. That would be pretty dope. Right. I, I would love like, those are the little things that like, because they don't have to make a big deal of them. It's no. just for people like us who are like diehard fans looking Hell for shit, yeah. and I, I want more of that to be honest because it'll it it makes it feel really that's the stuff that makes it feel like it's in the same world. Yes, you know that like sure you can have the captain, cool, I'll take that, <laughs> but <laughs> but it's oh, those captain, small, my captain, <laughs> but it's those small things like mentioning Goliath or like seeing certain things that would make it Hell yeah. feel a lot lot more uh, like that. Um, so while she's doing, you know, she's kind of going through these clothes, she pulls out this one outfit, 
Uh, it's all it's a black and white striped outfit, and we actually get a line of dialogue from Jasper. First yeah, one in really like uh, four episodes, maybe. Uh, since he's talked, and uh, he says that it looks like the Beetlejuice suit. Which it I does look like, like Beetlejuice suit. Totally, hundred percent. Um, Although ha- I'm not gonna lie, I'm surprised they went with a Beetlejuice reference and not a Robin Thicke reference, being mm-hmm. that. Today's generation might have known that better. Yeah, and and you know his father Alan Thick was part of How I Met Your Mother. That too, you know, so it could have worked too. Um, but Ellen has terrible fashion sense. Like, dude, she grew up on a vegetable farm. What do you? No, expect? I get it. I get it. But these outfits are so bad. I mean, <laughs> are so bad, and that's why she winds up getting help from Vale at the end. Dude, I thought I thought Val was really cool about it too, because yeah. Val's like, you know, unbutton the vest, put on this coat, and turn the tie into a belt. And then I love how Val walks out of the door. And she's like, "Wait, was it turn the tie into a belt or the belt into a tie? <laughs> Who turns their belt into a tie?" People, uh, people uh, trying to kill themselves, maybe. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, too think soon. about it. too soon, too soon. <laughs> maybe, maybe she probably fucking killed herself i don't know do we have any of those in this episode the the girl who uh the captain was sleeping with (laughs) (laughs) and you'll probably no because i guarantee you we'll see her again because that story is integral to something else well we might see her again maybe i'll say it when we get there bro that's true that's true if she doesn't show up again (laughs) in like whenever they bring back the captain thing I expect it to I hear just, that. I want to hear Bo- uh, Becky say boats, boats, boats one more time. <laughs> boats, boats, boats. Boats, boats, boats! <laughs> Permission denied! <laughs> <laughs> she blows the fucking whistle. Oh, oh man. man. But yeah, so that's that's it for the Ellen. Yeah, I was going to say, Ellen was really just like, oh, she did get a little bit of uh, a sale when like they were talking about the whole Jesse and... Uh, yeah, that's true. Sophie, she, but like she was, she was involved a little bit there uh, as they were talking about the kiss, but really not much. Not not a not a heavy Ellen episode in this one. So let's talk about Sid and Hannah. All right, yeah, because this Sid is this is Hannah. a fun little thing, and again, not a huge chunk, but yeah. you know, yeah. And it, I'll be honest, it uh, it has me looking at Sid in different ways. Um, which I'll talk about as we get there. So Sid and Hannah, Hannah is in town. Hannah's uh, for, in town. For They're working on hours. the wedding. Yeah, and they are doing wedding planning stuff. Hannah is super stressed out, and this was the first the first thing that that kind of came to me. Sid needs to really step up here because he is putting all of this wedding planning essentially on her. Yeah, you know, and it's like, and that's that's BS. First off, it was bad enough when it was just one wedding. But now he he is making it need to be two because he wants to do the need, Indian one. Yeah, he needs to do this Indian one, which is fine. But then maybe he should be the one planning that one. Well, you know, what taking really the majority of that one is there's the line. She's talking about how like she needs to have like two of this and two of that and two rooms to hide and crying if yeah. she gets overwhelmed. And fucking Sid does nothing to comfort her. Really, that yeah. things are gonna be okay. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. He's, he's real selfish here with this situation. He has been the last couple of episodes, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. And I'm really hoping this isn't the begin to a story arc where they're going to split. 
Yeah, I mean, we see stuff toward the end where it's like, that could happen. And that's the crazy thing. Like, all of the quote-unquote couples that we see, you know, it's kind of up in the air. Oh, yeah, shit's, shit's choppy at the end of this episode. Which we'll, we'll, which we'll get to, obviously. But, yeah, um, and there's there's a point where uh, Sid, Val, and Ellen, you were talking about the whole, you know, Ellen being involved, where they're all talking about uh, Sophie and Jesse. Um, yeah. As Charlie's kind of trying to watch the game and stuff. But Hannah is st- sitting there still wedding planning. Sid is doing nothing. He's just chatting with everybody else while she is working hard and she and she's getting annoyed by stuff. Yeah. And then um, she interjects the whole, well, you know, Drew's our friend and I can't believe yeah. that you would. Sophie okay- cheated yeah. on him. Sophie yeah. cheated on him. <clears throat> and he's like fucking dumbass says, well, it was the good cheating. So, like, there's a fucking good cheating. Did anything in particular pop into your head when that happened? Because something popped into my head when he no, said that. But now you've got me thinking. As soon Robin. as soon as he said that, oh, I was like, I was like oh, no. I was like, oh, oh honey, oh. that's exact because that is that's the exact kind of moment that this oh, is. Yeah, it's an oh, honey moment. It's like. Why did you say that? <laughs> See, he uh. said that, and the first thing that came to my mind was, is I instantly went, when can you justify cheating? Yeah. And, like, I get it, like, that there's there's a breakup coming, whatever, whatever. Yeah. It's and like, it, I get his thought process, you know, you know, when it leads to something good, when you meet your, your person, but yeah, the act of cheating is still, it's, there's never a good and, and that's it. cheating. And, like, I've been a guy who split a couple up and become the guy. Yeah. Does that make me a good person? Fuck no. But, I mean, that's who I was at the time. Yeah. I I mean, <clears throat> shit happens. Yeah. It, it, uh, I, it I, feel, I don't just, I just don't I know why. What, I know what he meant when he yeah. said it. But it's <clears throat> the it's the wording. You, it's you the wording, just, and he never... Feel seems to feel sorry at all. He never no. apologizes. Like it, later on, uh, Hannah apologizes to him for overreacting, and I'm like, no, yeah, like I don't think she overreacted. I mean, there might have been a couple of moments where like she was really digging into him for I it mean- instead of trying to talk it over, but he wasn't doing anything to help the situation. And he should have been the one apologizing for saying what he said. In my, opinion. I mean, he absolutely should have apologized. I, I mean, on her side of it, though, how many times have you and I done something and then we just rag on each other until it's driven into the ground? That's true. I mean, that's true. Sometimes but, it's the but only she way was get... doing it. She was doing it. I feel like a little bit more because she was mad. That's fair. And you know I mean, I mean, that's again, though, if like, she has like the right whole, to be mad. like the whole thing with the uh, with was it her aunt. I think it was her aunt. She's yeah, like, we should we should just put put her at the the table with with uh, your uncle and like he cheated on her. Well, but in your eyes, that would, it would be the good kind of cheating because he's yeah. still with his paralegal. Yeah. Also, paralegal. Just saying. <laughs> was her name Mary? I don't Mary the know. paralegal. You're a prostitute. <laughs> You're. A I'm prost- a paralegal. I'm a paralegal. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it was actually a paralegal in uh, her uncle's uh, case. Just right. saying. Just saying. Uh, 
But yeah, that I feel like there's a lot of a lot of problems kind of come in their way because we find out that Hannah has gotten this opportunity for a year long fellowship after her program ends, and she may wind up staying in Los Angeles for that year yeah. and doing this thing. Um, and so, like, we don't know. It's kind of open-ended as to where this is going to go. I, Sid makes this joke about sitting on his hand, which I thought yeah, was pretty damn funny. Yeah, and everybody thinks it's going to go to, like, a stranger reference. It's the stranger. And everybody in, in <laughs> said he's surprised. Like, he's like, no, no, no. I hold my hand because I miss you so much. Yeah. And I'm like, it's a really <laughs> sweet gesture. Like, yeah, I get it. But I'm like, I also get that, like, he's a business owner and she's doing, like, this yeah. medical rotation shit. I'm like, but I'm like, man, you guys need to find a better in the middle meeting grounds for your shit because, like, this is unhealthy. And yeah. this is where I really see, like, that rift starting. And I'm like, I don't want to see them split up. Yeah, me either. Um, and, like, I don't really, like, I like Hannah. I kind of want her to be around a bit more. And, like, having her gone for a full another, essentially, would be a season because it's yeah. going to be another year. Um, like, I just, I have a hard time believing that they're going to make it through. But I guess we'll see, you know. We'll see, man. Love we'll can see. conquer all. Love finds a way. Just <laughs> like life finds a way. Love also finds a way. All right. So uh, I think next we should talk about the Charlie and Vale stuff. Save, you know, the Sophie and the Jesse kind of things. Fair enough. Uh, all right, so uh, we talked a little bit about how Charlie was uh, setting up this day for them to all watch soccer together. Uh, and he's getting real upset because no one's paying attention to the game. As you know, we don't really know why he's, he's upset because he made this plan. But then we find out that there's a lot more to this story. Dude's homesick. He is really, really homesick. And this game... These games are the only thing that he has left that connect him to, to home. Do we know? Because I, I was wondering this after the episode. He never says who's actually playing uh, football or uh, soccer. He, he calls them the blue. I don't. I don't know if that's uh, if that means anything. <laughs> I don't watch soccer. Neither do I. Uh, I'm gonna Google it real quick. See if. Uh, Wonder if it's Manchester United. It's possible. Um, let's see. <laughs> Who is the blue people? Uh, <laughs> let's see. Blue. Uh, I don't know. Um, I would add soccer to that search. I did. I oh, did. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I was like, otherwise, you're going to get a lot, like, a lot of things from, like the blue man group. Uh, I mean, that is probably probably true. But uh, yeah, I don't know. There, there's multiple teams that wear blue, so I actually don't know. Maybe it was meant to be kind of uh vague well, that you know what i mean be. well yeah. <laughs> when i think of soccer the only team i actually know in soccer is manchester united it's yeah. like the one of the biggest soccer teams they're in euro trip i mean and that's and that's where my mind went was i could just picture charlie in britain and he's like he's on the bus watch manchester united <laughs> and he's like yeah football <laughs> And then oh, I man. can picture like the the two fucking Americans. He's like, my baby takes the more. <laughs> he's just hanging out with Vinnie Jones. He's just hanging out with fucking Spinks. Yeah, man, I love the it. fucking love juggernaut. It. He's the juggernaut, bitch. Uh, but yeah, so he's real homesick. Oh, and uh, so homesick. 
Vale, like he he tells this all to Vale finally, and she decides she's gonna she's gonna try to make it right. She takes uh, Ellen's keys after she helped her to uh, pick out her outfit. Yeah, um, but then how does Ellen get to her interview? I'm assuming it's just her house keys. Oh, maybe that's what I assumed because she she goes to Charlie's apartment. That's true, but, Charlie no, but she did apartment. say she was taking the car though. Did she say car? I, I'm I don't pretty know. Pretty sure she said she took the car. I mean, they're in New York City. There's public transport everywhere. That's, you know. Sorry, I'm taking your car, Ellen. Have fun taking the bus. You want to know what I thought was interesting? Like <laughs> when you when she goes out the door, it looked like it was nighttime. It did. So like she's she has an interview because wasn't it that day? I was pretty I thought, sure. I thought it was the same day. Maybe I missed something. And it's like maybe it's tomorrow, maybe. and she's just picking out the outfit now. But it it seemed like it was nighttime, so just you know, seemed a little odd. Uh, but so Charlie shows back up at home, and Vale has decked out the apartment with a whole bunch of British stuff, uh, I- including a, a uh, British phone booth, which I thought yes. was funny. I thought that was funny as well. Yeah, he got a little bit of, a little bit of how I met your mother reference up in there. I think it was just like a cardboard cutout of one, though, right? I'm pretty sure, wasn't it? Um, Along I with will a, say uh, this though: as guards. soon as she walked out dressed up, I could tell she was supposed to be all five Spice Girls dressed in well, at least the majority. Yeah, I was like, you know, you had the boots of baby, the pants of sporty. I'm like, the, man, the I was top, like, she's the, the top of uh, scary, scary, the makeup of posh. Yep, in the voice of ginger. <laughs> in the voice of ginger. Oh, that was too funny. Oh man, it's like it's so sweet. This whole moment is so sweet. She's doing the Love Actually thing with the signs. Yeah. It was great. Love Actually is a British movie. Yeah. So um, my thing works. It's funny, though, because uh, that got spoiled for me. Because, like, the official How I Met Your Father Twitter page posted the images of that shot, of that scene. Of, like, the three sh- images of her with the with the poster board. Yeah. Yeah. So I already knew that was coming. Oh, dude. I was like, sorry. why would you post that? Like, come on. That should have been a big surprise. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and they and they they blew that out of the way. I was like, thanks, guys, I guess. <laughs> okay. Um and uh like I said, you know, she she does all this for him, they hug. But as this scene ends, the you eyes. see Charlie yeah, Charlie's face. He's He's not happy still. He's not happy. And like I wrote in my notes, bad things are coming. You know, it's they're we, they're definitely gonna break up. We have bad things possibly coming for Sid and Hannah, you know, with the way that it ended there. Possible bad things coming here. We don't know, you know, and and as we will see, possible bad things for for Jesse and Sophie. Speculation. Yes. <laughs> The more you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's the Charlie and Vale stuff. Who, you know, a lot of stuff up in the air. Um, okay, so do you want to do Jesse or Sophie first? For these Let's last do two? Jesse first. Okay. Okay, so Jesse. Last last time we talked about him, he was at Meredith's door. Yep. Then we moved on to other things. And so, he knocks. He knocks. Opens the door. He asks her about, he's like, what the, and that's where it had cut in the previous. Yeah. And so now he's there, he's there with Meredith kind of confronting her about, you know, the song asking her, like, what is this? Is this about 
do you regret uh, breaking up and everything? Um, and she kind of like, she kind of plays it off a bit and, and does that whole charm thing that we learned about in the previous yep. episode. Uh, it kind of charms him into uh, sitting down with her and playing this hot sauce game that they used to play. Uh, when they were together, uh, hot, I think I wrote it down. Hot sauce surprise. It's it's a fucking scrubs moment because you said that. I'm like, wow, that sounds dirty. <laughs> Very true. Oh man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she just she uses that ability of hers to charm people. The, the thing is, this. she's a fucking succubus, dude. Yeah, no, she like is. she literally just wants herself to be happy, and she oh, doesn't yeah. care about. Who the fuck she's hurting in the process? Dude, she spells it out for us. Okay? She finally tells Jesse why they split up. Like, why she said no to the proposal. Yep. And it's because she felt like she didn't have a voice in the band. Like, she, yes, she was the lead singer, but all the songs were essentially written by Jesse. And so she felt like she didn't have a voice. She, she wanted to find her own voice, which I yep. get. Okay, sure. But now she wants him to come back and be her piano player, essentially doing the same fucking thing to him that she was complaining about. Yeah. Taking away his voice for her music. Yeah. And I'm like, he better fucking not do this. Well, it and it's weird because it's like, okay, so you, you felt like you were voiceless in the band. So now you want him to come back and play piano and have no voice. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of um, the dude for it's uh, the the guy who ends up. um, Oh, my God. Tracy's band. The guy who gets punched in the face by Ted. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Reminds me of him. Yeah. You know, oh, let me take over the band. It's essentially what she's trying to do is like, oh, I wasn't good enough in your band. So come be in my band and be a backup person. Fuck you, bitch. Hit the road. And like you said, she only cares about herself. Yeah. You know, she doesn't fucking care about what Jesse, because even Jesse says, I had plans. And she's like, oh, stay here. Taste these hot sauces and try to guess which one's which. Fuck you. Yeah, because it's like, she, (laughs) she's totally cool with him losing his voice because she doesn't want to be alone. You know what I mean? Like, she misses. The little things. She, I think really what is she misses the way he would probably throw himself over anything oh, for her. Guaranteed. You know what I mean? Guaranteed. And now she's on her own with no one to do that for her. And since she is now the top dog in the music, she's like, okay, I'll take you back. I'll take you back. I got monies. I can, I can have my way and have you in the background. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, fuck you. But like, he allows this, though, and this is where I hate Jesse during this episode. He allows this to cloud his judgment, and yeah. he ends up missing his date with Sophie. Yeah. Like, you fucking as dumbass. Far as, as far as we know. That's true. He could show up late, like, even true. later than she, but yeah, we'll we'll get we'll get to that. Um, it's, you can see that they're connecting again, and I don't like it. <laughs> Neither do I. Because you know that he's not going to be happy. You know what I mean? He's finally writing his own music again after all the shit. 
Yep. And if he does this, that ends. There won't. Yep. He won't. She won't. There's no fucking way oh, that no. she will take his music for anything because she doesn't want to be in that situation again. She wants the control. Absolutely. Yeah. So hundred uh, percent agree with that. So who knows what the fuck is going to happen there? A lot of shit up in the air. Um, and then we get to Sophie. Sophie this, and Drew. So I love that because we we passed over. Well, no, we didn't pass over part of Sophie's. It hasn't happened yet. Yeah. The last time we talked about Sophie really was she was knocking on the door. Yes. Drew's place. And then and then we and then everything kind of cut and we went to other places from there. Has um, she gotten the phone call though before she got the phone call before she gets to Drew's, right? No, from Vale? No, no from that, her boss. Because we, oh, we, uh, we we passed over that. No, that's at the very end when she's in the restaurant. You're right. That's at the very end. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get to that, but yeah. Um, so she, she's at Drew's place and, uh, and he, you know, he opens the door, he apologizes for everything. He's like, you know, I was just pissed, uh, you know, because you were late and I'm sitting here thinking like, that's not good enough, man. Nah. Like the way you treated her. No, dude. That's the kind of guy who beats a woman and then's like, baby, I'll change. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Drew would ever beat it, beat her, <laughs> but yes, I get, I get what you're saying. <laughs> I'm just saying it's the same energy. It's a red flag, bro. It's a total red flag. You fucking um, pack your toiletries up, and if you didn't have toiletries, you steal his toilet paper and you leave. That's true. Toilet paper is a hot commodity. Uh, <laughs> but then we find out his parents are there. Yeah. Dude, they are a lot. Like, there's so <laughs> much that plays out during this, like, a little bit of an interaction here. Yeah. Like, his parents come out, and they're all, Oh, my God, it's Sophie. Blah, 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 blah. So and much her, prettier than in her yeah. Instagram. Like, like no, first right. off, you people are overselling this. Too yeah. hard. Yeah. Okay? And then his mom's like, why don't you and your schmuck of a father go get bagels? Ah! And I'm yeah. like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, she, Yeah, think- she's real annoying. I did not yeah. like her whatsoever. Um, and, it, and it gets worse yeah, real well, quick. Because you instantly find out, like, She's trying to like buddy buddy up to Sophie, mm-hmm. and she's like, I mean, she's really pushing it on there too. Like, oh yeah, I, I literally, I literally put she's really pushy. Yeah, I mean, Please. she's like, let's take a selfie and post it on Instagram. Two, Two peas in a pod. Let's no. do this. Let's do I that. Do how, I do love that Sophie like shuts that shit down. Yes, real quick, real you quick. Know? Because House then she, fire. because then she's like, uh, uh, we have this timeshare in Aruba. You should, you should check. You should come and see it sometime. You know what? I'll book you a ticket. Yeah. And Sophie's like, listen, I am not going to Aruba with you. <laughs> I love how when Sophie finally had enough of it, she's like, look, we're not doing any of this because I'm here to break up with your kid. Yeah. And I was like, boom. <laughs> oh, so side, s- side note: Did you catch the parents' names? No. It's the okay. So the dad is Lou, the okay. mom is Sue, and he nah. and the kid is Drew. Nah. I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? So it's it's the pickles. Yeah, it's Lou, Drew, or, and Sue. Because Lou was the dad. Was Stu it? and Drew were the brothers. Oh yeah, Stu and Drew. Yeah, that's right. But uh, why? Yeah. Are you going? Oh, were you? I thought you maybe you were going somewhere else with them. No, no, no. I just I was saying that it's kind of ridiculous. Oh. I, it is. <laughs> I hadn't the, thought about the Rugrats type of thing going on here. 
Yeah, no, I'm going back to the Rugrats with it because it's it's Grandpa Lou, and then Tommy's dad is uh, Stu Pickles, Stu, yeah, and then Angelica's dad was Drew Pickles. I totally had forgotten about that, uh, and so I now I have to wonder: was that a, an inspiration see, at all? See, you caught the Superman reference and how I met your mother, and then you point this out, and I, I'll link it to uh, Rugrats. I like it, man. I like that a lot. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, Lou, Sue, and Drew, uh, it's almost like we're in a Dr. Seuss book. I don't know. And it's like a really bad Dr. Seuss book, you know, because no, I don't I don't like her. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like you said, Sophie, she's like, nah, uh, we ain't well, doing she this. She shuts it down so hard. I'm breaking up with your son. But Sue's not having any of that, man. No. She's no like, uh-uh, uh-uh, because we're breaking up with my kid first. <laughs> I mean, I kind of. Or no, no, they were splitting. No, no, it's that they have bad news. That's what she said. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, we find out that uh, Drew's dad has committed some sort of financial fraud uh, and may be going to jail. Goliath National Bank. Bank. Now, I think it would be hilarious if we found out he was working for Goliath now. Dude, that would be hilarious. That would be one of the best things in the world. I, I will oh. say this though. Once that gets like brought out and like cause she's like, oh, we'll we'll have some toast. And she's like, speaking of toast, your dad, you remember this guy? Yeah, your yeah. daddy yeah, did because, because earlier they like Sue made her rock, paper, scissors for who would be the one to uh-huh. break their bad news first. And Sophie won, even though Sue's trying to be like, your your paper looks kind of like scissors. Yeah, first off, what paper looks like? So she would have had to have been like spocking it over here. <laughs> uh, so, but then, so when Drew finally shows back up, Sophie's like, I need to let, let's go toast them in the kitchen because she wants yeah. to talk to him first. And that's why she just blurts that shit out. She's like, Speaking of toast, <laughs> your dad might go to jail. Huzzah. Not past the cream oh, cheese. Oh, man. Which, <laughs> which ropes Sophie back in for just a little bit longer. Yeah, because then she. She like uses her son's uh, <coughs> feelings about all this to try and manipulate Sophie. Yeah, because she's like, "Oh, you're you're having such a hard time with this. At least you have your your girl by your side." And he's yeah. like, "Yeah, at least I got that." And I thought I was like, "Oh, that bitch! That was a, such a bitch I mean, move, man!" It was such a strong play, though. It was like man. if you're gonna make a power play. That's the fucking play to do. Like, oh yeah, you put Thanks. somebody behind the eight ball. But Sophie, not being one to back down, found her way out and made a slam dunk in the end. Yeah, man. She, I love how strong Sophie is in this episode. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, so after that stuff, uh, she's in the bathroom for a bit, and that's we get the the call from Vale. Vale learns that Jesse is with Meredith. And she calls Sophie, and Sophie has to she has to decide what she's gonna do, you know. Because yeah. I think that before that, I think she was thinking about, you know, possibly sticking it out. Like she was practicing, that. you know, saying, "I you know we're breaking up," but I think she was she was still very hesitant uh, up until that point. And I think the call locked it in for Helped her. Lock it, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, so yeah, she, she comes out, she breaks up with Drew funny enough, kind of right in front of her parents. They're at, they're, they're literally yeah. just a few feet away at the table, yeah. which I thought was hilarious. 
Um, but yeah, she breaks up with him, says, uh, essentially saying, you know, you deserve a woman who's a hundred, who, who knows a hundred percent that, that he's the guy for her. And she's not that, that woman. I will say this. That is probably mm-hmm. one of the most professional and respectable breakups I've ever seen. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's not, it's not a cop out. That is a legit yeah. I'm really sorry that we're breaking up. I feel like you should be with somebody who wants 100% of you, and I'm not that person. Yeah. Like, that is a legit, like, you know, yeah. hate I, as I, much of it as you want. But, I mean, like, there is no good way to break up with somebody. There's not. And I think that they have the the writing that was done for Sophie in this episode, I think, was perfection. Hundred percent. You know, it was it was so well done. I I'm, I I love everything that they've done with it so far. Uh, and so after all of that, Sophie heads over to the restaurant. Yeah. For for her date with Jesse. Uh, this is where she gets the call from Naomi to tell her that her, you know she essentially says that her photo is is perfect. It's the great you know it was a per- it, it really it's was. the perfect shot. Yeah. It was the first time we'd <laughs> seen the photo too. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. It is. It is like it's got a really great feel to it. A very earthy, very yeah. The composition's good. You got yeah. Jesse kind of like off center with the steam in the back. Uh, I I really I really liked it quite a bit. Um, and it's, she's going to put it in the gallery exhibition. And they so, take forty percent. They do. They take forty percent commission. <laughs> uh, and so she, you know, goes up to the to the maitre d or whatever. And uh, learns that Jesse's not there. Jesse's like, not there yet. She specifically says she's running late, and he he's probably already here, and he's not. And so she she sits down. You can tell she's she's worried. Like she checks. She looks perfect. at her, she looks at her phone. There's nothing there. Um, like he's late without texting. But she was late, and I don't think she texted. I mean, she might no. have, but I mean, I maybe. doubt she did. So, like, maybe there just needs to be some communication on both ends, guys. Communication. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we don't know what's going to happen here. We don't. Um, it's, it's all up in the air. And then uh, the episode ends with future Sophie, you know, getting up to take take a break. Yep. And, and, and uh, the son wants her to finish. He's like, Mom. Yeah. She's like, go to the bathroom or something. Yeah. Which I think is it's great having the, the communication between them playing. Yeah. And, as she walks away, I love it. Big up, blowing up on the wall. It's the photo. Yeah, I love that. It, it, it's just, it was, it's obviously, it's a very important hers. The first piece that she's had kind of become something yeah. like that. And so it, it's a special thing to her. And whether or not that is a photo of the father, we don't know yet. We don't know. We, we will, don't we'll know. know in the next episode. We might know. We don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's true. I mean, I'm curious. Will they spill the beans and then keep t- telling more story, or or what that's is it? You know true. what I mean? Like, like obviously, the son knows who the father is. That you know is what I true. mean? But we don't. So will we learn? But the story continue. I mean, that could be an interesting way. It'd be fun to, to start do seeing them use like the pronoun game around the father. Yeah. Because as of right now, they don't ever really talk about the dad. It's just yeah. like, I'm telling you this story. It'd be really fun as if like when the kid's talking to her, he's like, you know, 
when dad tells this story, he doesn't tell me this part or, or like he hasn't told me this or whatever. Cause we don't know where the dad is yeah. or if he's alive. Like we don't know where they're going with that whole angle yet. I don't think we're going to find out yet. No, probably not. But I also have a, a weird feeling that Ian might pop up next episode. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like yeah. why bother having him be a thing in the first episode? True. If you're not going to bring him back by the end of the season. True. You know? Good point. I just, I have a feeling he <laughs> might pop up and complicate. Not even like, on the bracket. <laughs> not even on the bracket. Look at you, Cinderella story. But uh, yeah, so uh, that is How I Met Your Father's Season 1, Episode 9, J Street. Uh, John, what are your <clears throat> final overall thoughts on this episode? Like I said, man, I loved this episode. It really had that How I Met Your Mother hug to it. Yeah. Like, it, it it embraced me. It made me want to, like, I teared up in a couple moments during this episode where, like, shit's going on. And I'm like, come on, don't, don't tease this. Like, are we really going to break up a couple again in the middle of their fucking engagement? I really hope yeah. not. And yeah. it's like, all the shit that's going on with, like, Charlie, like, you feel for the guy. Yeah. He's thousands of miles away from his home and all the people he knows. And he's stuck in the middle of America with no money. He's got a fucking job that's probably not paying much. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's got a smoking hot girlfriend, though. It's true. But, I mean, that can only fill up so much <laughs> of the void. Yeah. Yeah, it's... They literally left all of the relationships, relationship stuff up in the air. Yeah, man. For everybody. It's fucking circling on the toilet bowl right now, and I'm I'm scared. Um, what I'm hoping for is, ideally, I want to see next episode, by the end of it, Valentina decides she's going to go with Charlie to England for a while. That would be cool. You know what I mean? She sees that he's missing it. And this way, like, maybe spend... The summer, or quote, you know what I mean, whatever, because there's obviously a break between seasons. Yeah, they can do that. You know, uh, they're gone for the entirety of the break, and yeah. then they come back at the beginning of the second season. Um, that's kind of what I'm hoping for because I don't want to see them break up. You know, Fair. Like, I, I don't want to see them split up either. I, I don't like, think that would I like be... them as a, I, li- I really like them as a couple. I also don't want to see Sid and Hannah split though. Yet I, I, yeah, I don't either. That one I could see happening more um, and could probably be more okay with just for the fact that we don't get to spend like almost any time with Hannah. So so here's the thing, though. Unfortunate. And just, just a quick thing, because I don't want to get too too deep into it. <clears throat> Hypothetically, Sid and Hannah split. How do you feel about Sid and Ellen? Is Ellen bisexual? They've never explored it. Yeah. I mean, that could be... It, that could be an interesting storyline to go down. Um, I think if anything, I think what we would actually see is uh, is Sid and Ellen being each other's wing person. Oh man, that would be still really cool. I think that's if I think we would more like likely Barney see and that. James. Yeah, I think we would more likely see that. I could see that. That'd be okay. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, we'd have we'd have a bit of the uh, you know we'd have a bit of the you know the Marshall. You know, post breakup meltdown where he, yeah. you know, we'd have a little bit of that with Sid, and then he'd come out of that, and then uh, I think I feel like that could be where it would go, but uh, yeah, 
I don't know, man. It's uh, it, so much up in the air, but it was such a damn good episode. So good. It was so good. Like I said, man, it, it really gave me the How I Met Your Mother vibes, at least a couple points. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. obviously you got it too, different episode, but I mean, yeah. we, we meet in the middle and it's it's there. And I think, I'll be honest, I think a lot of that is is Pamela Fryman and the way she, she puts the episode together. Yes. Um, because it, that's what made me feel like it was a How I Met Your Mother episode, just the way, the structure of it all. Um, and and that's, that's, that was all her. It was all her. All her. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, if you ain't got anything else here, uh, let everybody know where they can find you. Hop on over Twitter. Find me at SimplySaneJ1. <laughs> it's the uh, the Twitter that corresponds with my podcast and my blog. Feel free to check those out if you want. If you don't, no sweat off my nose. I don't care. That's right. And I don't, he, I don't <laughs> know how much sweat you got on your nose. but uh, None yet. Wanna... It's fucking cold here. It is cold. It's back in the 20s. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was kind of blizzarding out when I was uh, outside earlier. Not not fun. Uh, but you can find me on Twitter at JP Rayner. That's J P R A Y N O R, as well as right down here at Movie Blog Merc. That is the Twitter page for my site, Merc with Movie Blog. Uh, if you are watching this on YouTube, you are on the Merc with Movie Blog YouTube channel. So please hit that like button, smash that subscribe button, and click that little bell wherever the fuck it is on your page. Ding 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 you'll get notifications. <laughs> <laughs> and if, uh, if you're listening to this on podcast form, uh, you can head over to anchor.fm slash last call H I M Y M. Leave us a voice message. Uh, we Damn did straight. one. We did one on last week from my buddy, Mike. Uh, thanks again, Mike. Uh, and that was real fun. So do that. And we'll, uh, we'll talk about, uh, you know, if you have a question or a comment or whatever, uh, we'll address that. And if you are listening on Apple or Spotify and you want to leave us a five-star review, be sure to leave us a little uh, written review with it, um, and we will read that out on air now because we've gotten a few more five-star reviews, but they haven't yeah. written anything. It's just been the five stars a few times. Um, and so write something to us. We'll, you know, oh, if you have yeah. a question, if you have a comment, we will address it right here on air. We love that. And uh, also, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Last Call H I M Y M. We post episodes every Monday and Friday uh, up until next week because that will be the season finale of How I Met Your Father. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be good. Uh, I'm excited for it. It's gonna be crazy. But, and then we'll uh, just go back to some How I Met Your Mother. That's right. Uh, until and, season two drops, and be sure to check out our new little extra bonus thing, Last Call After Hours. Uh, I posted one of those uh, just the other day, so be sure to check that out. Oh, we'll post those occasionally. You know, when we oh, have yeah. have something here and there. It, we'll just, it just happened to be one of those things that last week after we recorded an episode, we sat here shooting the shit for a few before I went to bed. Yeah, uh, because I don't know how many of I don't think I've ever mentioned this. I work third shift. It's so true. I'm literally just now going to bed and then I'll sleep all day and then I'll wake up and then do it all again tonight. That's true. It's a vicious Ooh. cycle as Dane cook would say. Uh, <laughs> but that's all I got for him. Jay, what do you got for him? Ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to go home, but you can't listen here. Catch you next time.